WBC Minneapolis St. Paul FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis Intelligent Radio With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Democrats livid with President Biden with his approval of an oil drilling project in Alaska. Greg Clugston has more. The president touts his climate change agenda, but his approval of Alaska's Willow Project has infuriated environmental activists. White House officials are quick to defend Mr. Biden's climate achievements, but some of his allies feel betrayed. The president's decision, along with his decision to override a D.C. crime law overhaul, is viewed by some analysts as a move to the political center ahead of his expected re-election campaign. Greg Clugston. Washington. Russian leader Vladimir Putin has visited Mariupol in Ukraine. Meanwhile, the visit was a show of defiance by Putin one day after the International Criminal Court issued a warrant for his arrest on war crime charges. This is SRN News. Sideline Sanity with Michelle Tafoya. Paul Allen, PA on the mic. And there's LeBron James. He didn't just like write, wow, or nice job. He wrote my name, and I was just flabbergasted and touched. It kind of put it all into perspective for me. Maybe that there are more opportunities given by God to share the gospel. Streaming on Apple Podcasts and SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Check out SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com is the best streaming platform out there. A, because of the great content, and B, it doesn't require a monthly fee. SalemNow.com, executive produced by Salem Media Group. Time to look at your weather forecast here at AM 1280. The Patriot inside your 2 o'clock hour this afternoon. Today's high, 33 degrees, sunshine throughout your afternoon. Tonight's low reaching 24. And to Monday, sun does come back out with a high near 40 degrees. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is The Closer, Brad Carlson. Hi everyone, Liz Collin filling in for Brad Carlson on this Sunday. I'm with Alpha News. You can follow my work at alphanews.org. You'll also find me on Twitter, at Liz Collin, on Facebook, as Liz Collin uh, was just joined uh, by the editor of my book, They're Lying, The Media, the Left, and the Death of George Floyd. Wanted to say you can find that on thelieexposed.com. And we also just had a conversation about a documentary in the works based on the book, and that is they'relyingthemovie.com. If you would feel free to contribute maybe a couple dollars to that project, we would certainly appreciate it. Also, I wanted to note that book events are planned in Rochester, St. Joseph, Champlin, Sauk Rapids, Mankato, Blaine, and Maple Grove uh, as the book tour kind of winds down and we move into this documentary phase. But gosh, we've covered a lot of ground. The first hour went by really fast for me not having any clue what I'm doing. I said that I filled in a little bit on radio uh, when I was in high school. I don't really know if we call that filling in exactly. I was running breaks for like Twins and Vikings games. Uh, 
back in my days in Worthington, Minnesota. So so good times there. And then worked in radio in, in college a bit. But it's nice to, to be here uh, for sure. Nice to not wear uh, makeup and not worry about my hair. So I'm just being honest. That's uh, <laughs> That's how we're rolling here. On a Sunday, and I think we're having such great conversations uh, with some great guests, and that transitions to our next one. Uh, Kim Witzak uh, is my next guest. She is amazing uh, with all she's she's been doing. She calls herself an accidental advocate. Uh, she never sought out to be a drug safety advocate, but she's doing important work, work for all of us. And one of her latest projects is pushing the FDA to update the labels on covid shots so we're going to get her um on the phone here and she's going to tell her backstory as to how she became an, an accidental advocate she joined me on my podcast uh, liz collin reports um earlier uh, a few months back and talked about her her personal backstory and she was also recently um at the fda uh pushing for, for some certain things made the trip um out there after they've been uh in virtual meetings uh for years now nearly three years and she went ahead and um, went there in person. She's pushing back for, you know, in-person meetings and such with the FDA. So she's going to uh, join us here in a bit. A reminder, we want to make you a part of the the, the conversation. Uh, the, this COVID topic, certainly we could spend many, uh, many a time on. Um, but that, that number is 651-289-4488 as we wait um, to get in touch um, with, with Kim. But I also wanted to say, if you um, have not heard of this thing called, called Alpha News, I want to go ahead and um, encourage you to subscribe on alphanews.org. You can get our free online uh, uh, our online newsletter. Um, we go ahead and send our top five stories to you. We don't spam you or anything. It's just uh, on alphanews.org. And then you go ahead and get a, a, an email each day with our top five stories. Um, and you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are also on, uh, you know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Our Instagram is growing considerably. Alternative media, too, like Gab, Getter, and Rumble. So we're going to go ahead and um, try to connect with Kim here. Things have been going so well. You know, I knew we were probably going to run out of, you know, our, our luck here eventually. <laughs> but uh, Kim's story is great, and I know she is standing by. So the joys of of live radio. But if you do want to go ahead and call in and join the conversation, if you have any questions for me, 651-289-4488. Again, 651-289-4488. I will talk about what else we have coming up. This is in in 2.30. I think we are planning uh, to talk to, to Dave Titus. He is the president of MPPOA. So we'll have an important conversation with him about the recruitment and retention efforts going on um, at MPPOA. He's uh, going to get into these these numbers um, with uh, Minneapolis, uh, Golden Valley, Ramsey County, where he works as an inspector, and just this uh, recruitment and retention effort. Um, maybe I'm thinking we should maybe call Dave now if we're um, – maybe we can call him early to, to get him on. Uh, I think we're struggling to, to connect with uh, Kim at this point, so my apologies. We'll go ahead and, and try to do, do just that. Um, but no secret that – Law enforcement agencies are struggling uh, to recruit and to, to keep the officers that they have. So how bad is it? Uh, he's going to go ahead and, and weigh in on that. On that note, too, I was um, at an amazing event last night um, at the McLeod County Peace and Peace Officers Association. They had an annual bank banquet at the Crow River Country Club in Hutchinson. I brought my husband along there, too. But it's just uh, amazing and awesome to see these officers coming together. 
uh, honoring some real hero stories um, as they, they, you know, how these cops get together and tell their stories and talk for long periods of time. My husband is alone, isn't alone in that, but, um, <laughs> but they um, do some great work out there. And I was able to share my message, sort of truth and, and my story a bit and, and talk about the book and, and whatnot. So I wanted to thank them also for, for having me uh, last night. Again, the McLeod County Peace and Police Officers Association that was in, in Hutchinson. So they're doing some, some great things. And I thought that kind of segues to what uh, David Titus as president of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association is is doing so spencer is trying to connect okay um actually this is so much fun you guys this whole radio thing the live radio is a beautiful thing uh kim is trying to call back now i promise we're going to get to dave too if not i'll probably just do stand-up comedy which is not actually funny literally at all so nobody nobody wants wants to hear that you know if there's one thing we can always talk about you know what it is it's the weather it's minnesota but it is warming up this, re- this week, some rain in the forecast. I think there's some snow, though, too. That'll change. You know, a lot can change in a short amount of time. That's coming up on Thursday. But if you were wondering, uh, hey, you tired of, of snow? For the 2022 and 2023 snow season, at least 70 climate stations have reported 70 or more inches of snowfall. That includes MSP, Wolf Ridge Environmental Learning Center near Finland. That's in Lake County. They had 113 inches. Two harbors recorded over 105 inches. Yikes. And Duluth came in about 103 inches. So, yeah, we are in the top 10 snowfall uh, ever recorded. So if you thought that we had a lot of snow, you're right. Kim, I understand we have you now. Thank God I can stop talking. How are you? (laughs) I'm great. How are you? I love that you're talking about snow because I'm, like, so over it. So It's been been brutal, hasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if what's even more brutal, talking about what we're going to talk about yeah. or talking about the snow. I don't know. No, but, no, exactly. <laughs> and I, I was giving a little introduction uh, to your work before, but yeah, you're an accidental advocate, not part of the life plan uh, to do what you're doing. And I and I did want to start there with this um, citizen petition. Um, you know, you, you guys are trying to push forward on uh, COVID shots. You know, you never thought you would even kind of wade into this whole uh, vaccine uh, mess, but you did back in in 2020. But but explain that what you guys are trying to do and why this is something that that you felt was was important to be a part of. Sure. Um, well, first, thanks for um, having me. I love um, when I can have the opportunity to update people on what's happening out there because we don't always hear it on the news. Um, so basically, this um, citizen petition is um, a group of. Um, signers that have our academics um, and as well as advisors or have been advisors to the FDA. And we are basically saying that the FDA needs to update the label, the current label that is on the COVID vaccines, because although they've been updating it, they are leaving out some, you know, important information around efficacy and safety. And in order for, you know, people to have true informed consent, whether or not they read the labels, for sure, our doctors should be reading the labels, but I also make sh- always want to encourage people to not toss them when they get the um, any label in in the at the pharmacy. But really, basically, all we're doing is just letting people know that you know efficacy trials. They're still um, we've got that you know we have waning efficacy after a couple months. People should know that the completion of bio distribution um, is still going on. 
we've asking for um, we are asking for trials to you know let them know that the efficacy and data from the manufacturers' trials are still um, are happening after the EUA was granted. So I think that's really important too because you know we just last week the FDA authorized um, the the bivalent booster for children and it was before any data has been actually published. So I think that's really important for people to know. Um, As well as, you know, let's talk about the the type of adverse events that should be added under the adverse reaction section of the labeling, such as the um, pulmonary embolism, sudden cardiac arrest, neuropathic and autonomic disorders, um, as well as things that should be under the reproductive health that we don't really know yet, and that is, and, and also the ones that we do and have seen, which is decreased sperm concentration, heavy menstrual bleeding, detection of the vaccine MNRA in breast milk. And so all of this is really important and should be on the label because, you know, the label is really the first start or, you know, is part of the informed consent process. And you guys went ahead and tried this before, Kim. Um, This is your second uh, citizen petition at this point. Yes, it is. So this one was filed, the one I'm talking about with the label was filed this year, 2023. The first one we actually, uh, it was a group of international and um, U.S.-based researchers, academics, doctors, etc., that um, went to the FDA June 1st and said before any, any formal approval gets done, we need to make sure that we have the follow-up data, we have safety, we have biodistribution um, studies. We have um, also that, you know, the idea of conflicts of interest, like who's, who are the people who are actually approving this? We talked about um, that it's not your job, FDA, to approve a vaccine so that it enables um, vaccine mandates. And, you know, that this, ironically, this one was put in, it had thousands and thousands of people who uh, submitted comments at the FDA register. And ultimately, the day that the FDA formally approved uh, the Pfizer vaccine, the Comenarty, this petition was rejected. So it just goes to show you, you know, there are people out there that are watching this. And the FDA citizen petition is really an opportunity because by law, the FDA has to address the concerns or react to the concerns. On this one, they basically, you know, flat out rejected, said there wasn't anything. Now, it will be interesting to see uh, how the FDA responds to this latest citizen petition because the information that we're using all came from the FDA's own data or the, you know, resources, the, you know, the journals that they, um, that they accept as um, acceptable journals like the New England Journal of Medicine, et cetera. So this is legitimate data that, um, that we're using for the petition. We're going to have you go ahead and hang on here for, for a minute, Kim. We have to take a, a quick break, but I want to get into your personal story. And uh, that can be found on Woody Matters, right? WoodyMatters.com, where you lay out um, kind of your life for, for everyone there. Uh, but we'll go ahead and talk about that and, and other things uh, you're involved with uh, when we come back. Crazy love, if I never 
Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. (laughs) The way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Have you filed for disability benefits but were denied by the Social Security Administration? Or do you need to apply and are overwhelmed with paperwork? Are you between the ages of 50 and 63 and can no longer work because of an illness or injury? Thousands of hardworking Americans are in your situation. They file for disability benefits and are unnecessarily denied their much-needed benefit check. Call now for a no-obligation, free evaluation. We can help you nearly double your chances of approval and get your benefit checks faster. We understand the physical, emotional, and financial impact. We'll share our insider expertise and help you get your disability claim filed and paid immediately. There is a time limit to apply, so call right now. Operators are standing by to help you. 800-296-1553. 800-296-1553. That's 800-296-1553. Did you know my mom's going to have a baby? She is? Will it be a boy? Or will it be a girl? We don't know yet, but we heard the heartbeat, and my dad said this is going to be someone very special. You mean like being a president? Or maybe a doctor? Well, probably maybe like a singer or dancer, I think. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. We know that every baby is a miracle and has the potential to do great things. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. Hear the top voices in conservative radio on your Amazon smart speaker. Now streaming AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Just ask Alexa to play The Patriot Minneapolis. That's play The Patriot Minneapolis. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Liz Collin here filling in for Brad Carlson on the Northern Alliance Radio Network here on AM 1280. 1280 AM, The Patriot. I'm going to get this right eventually. 
This is my this is my first time, Kim, filling in. Maybe my last. I don't know. They're they're awful nice to me here. But Kim Witzek is is my guest, and she is doing some important work that I hope more people will will pay attention uh, to. I know you have followers from all across all across the the world at this point. But yeah, she's a a Minnesota gal doing doing this important work. And I wanted to get into your backstory, uh, Kim, because it's you know not not part of the life plan here. Uh, as I as I found myself, but WoodyMatters.com, you lay out your your whole story there. But but tell us about this. Um, what happened with your husband? Um, sadly, and how you've turned turned this tragedy into helping others. Sure. Well, I know you already said accidental advocate because that's what I like to call myself. I've been doing this work now for twenty years, and it all started on August six, two thousand three. Uh, I was happily married. We've um, had successful careers, and we're starting to talk about having a family. But on August 6, 2003, I got a phone call that from my dad that changed my life forever. My husband of almost 10 years was found hanging from the rafters of our garage dead at age 37. Woody wasn't depressed, nor did he have a history of depression or any other mental illness. Woody had just started his dream job with a startup company and was having trouble sleeping, which is not uncommon for entrepreneurs. Uh, and so Woody was a guy that, as I always like to call him, Humpty Dumpty. He, you know, went to the doctor because they fixed him, they stitched him up. He was an athlete. And so he went to his doctor and was given a, uh, a three-week sample pack of an antidepressant Zoloft for insomnia and told it would take the edge off and help him sleep. Five weeks later, Woody was dead. And the night that Woody was found, the coroner asked if Woody was on any medication. And the only medication Woody was taking was Zoloft. And that, and she said, we're going to take it with us. It might have something to do with his death. As well as the front page of our Minneapolis newspaper had an article that said the UK finds link between antidepressants and suicide in teens. So, you know, at that point, Woody um, left no note. In some ways, those were the start of what became our work. But at the time, I have to tell you, you know, three or a couple weeks before Woody died, um, he was found, or he came home and he was drenched through his blue dress shirt, had been crying, dropped his bag at the back door, fell to the floor with his hands around his head like a vice. Help me, Kim, help me. My head's outside my body looking in and he's rocking back and forth. And we called the doctor, and the doctor said you got to give the drug four to six weeks to kick in. But other than that, you know, we never at that time ever actually questioned the drug because, you know, like most um, of us, you know, we trust the doctors, and it was um, safe and effective and advertised and approved by the FDA. So I, that I, really is the backstory. Yeah, and I've I've heard your story a few times. It's just heartbreaking uh, every time, and, and no matter uh, you know how many years have passed. But talk about your your mission then, too, uh, Kim. This is all about protecting patients, and you take no money from pharmaceutical companies. I've never taken a penny. I don't get paid for this work, and I do it because I know the real life, real world. Um, you know, what can happen with the FDA, you know, doing their safe and effective and the advertising, et cetera. So I um, eventually went out to D.C. with my brother-in-law and really tried to um, get black box suicide warnings and get congressional hearings on how the FDA and what, what was going on between the FDA and the pharmaceutical industry. 
We, in, I had a wrongful death failure to warn lawsuit against Pfizer. I got all sorts of documents out from under seal that sh- um, showed that the FDA and Pfizer, as well as other drug companies, have long known about the suicide risk um, with antidepressants. So at that time, I thought it was just an isolated incident with, you know, just antidepressants. But I quickly realized it was the whole drug safety system on the market or how drugs come to market, et cetera. And today I, you know, sit on the FDA advisory committee looking at new psychotropic drugs coming to market as the consumer member or consumer member who's looking at the drugs that are being, you know, the new studies are coming forward for the FDA to review. And I get to have the lens of safety from what really happens from the small clinical trial that the companies are using to eventually what happens when it goes on the market and the real world starts taking these drugs. In our last couple and, of minutes together, I wanted you to talk about that, your trip um, out, out recently to, to see um, you know, the folks at the FDA. I guess a lot of us didn't realize, but these were all virtual meetings up until just, just recently. This has been going on for, for years where they were meeting virtually. Yes. Um, so number one, I've been telling the FDA, we got to get back to in-person meetings. So we actually, you know, all of the meetings before then have always been in-person, but obviously with COVID, things change and it went um, virtual. So we were a group of us where I'm in a coalition of the patient and consumer groups that take no money from pharmaceutical industry. And so it's a large coalition. And we went out and had a meeting with the FDA commissioner and his senior staff. And, you know, moments before we were supposed to be in the meeting and I flew out on my own dime and time we found out the FDA commissioner would be joining us virtually because he had been around sick grandkids. Mm. So that was a big disappointment uh, because obviously I took my time and know the importance of being in person in room. And, but we still had a good meeting. We had, um, were able to bring up concerns from the consumer uh, patient perspective of what, we, you know, what, we need to see from the FDA, you know, I think last couple of years, we've seen a lot of myths and disinformation and coming out of even the FDA. And so we were really there to give our perspective of what it means to real world patients, consumers, and the work that the FDA does, uh, it matters. And so it was a good Good meeting, and if anybody's interested, they can go on my Substack, and you can read the summary that is um, that I put about our meeting. Yeah, and I wanted um, you to go ahead and plug. Where can people follow you? Uh, your Substack and and your Twitter, I think, it is great to follow as well. In addition to your work on WoodyMatters.com. Sure, I was going to say WoodyMatters.com, KimWitzak.com, W-I-T-C-G-A-K.com. My Twitter account at WoodyMatters. And my Substack, which I had found Substack is an amazing vehicle uh, in this era of COVID, um, but my Substack is acceptable collateral damage at Substack. And on that note, um, acceptable collateral damage, is that your thought even with this COVID vaccine? It's amazing how it's taken so long uh, for some of this information uh, to come to light. But you're here saying all along, hey, we just want the information. We just want the warnings. People, people should know. 
Absolutely. You know, I always say that we are not anecdotes or acceptable collateral damage or the cost of doing business. We want information. We deserve transparency, truth, because ultimately we are the ones that take the medications that are getting approved, that we need to know that and have the choice whether or not we want to take um, that medication. But if we don't have all the information, we're not level set making decisions. And, and I wanted to make that, that point again. You're the only group that takes no pharmaceutical money? Yes. Our, not really matters, but our coalition. You know, there's a lot of, um, and it's interesting, a lot of the people who don't take any money, uh, these organizations were started by people or families who have had an adverse reaction to medications or some type of, you know, whether it's devices, whatnot. So it is pretty interesting. There's also another, um, there are organizations out there, and I would always say be really careful about who's saying and telling you to do something. Right. Because, you know, we, I used to always think these, you know, disease groups like the National Alliance for Mentally Ill, American Cancer Society, you know, I've come to learn that those are actually, I like to call astroturf patient groups, because they actually take money from pharmaceutical companies and have become part of the extension of the pharmaceutical marketing departments. And they basically are out there saying we need medications, but they're not actually looking at it from the perspectives that we're coming from. I saw you t- you tweet that quote, don't follow the science, follow the money. <laughs> yes. That is a Woody, my late husband, he always said, if you want to get to the bottom of anything, always follow the money trail. Well, Kim, we, we really appreciate your work. Again, um, you can check her out on all those uh, different different platforms she mentioned. But Kim Witzak, we, we are so grateful uh, for your time this afternoon. We were glad we were able to connect and I could stop talking about the weather. Um, <laughs> and instead uh, t- tackle these much more I- I- important topics. But but thank you so much. We'll, we'll stay in touch. Um, I know you were a guest also on Liz Collin Reports if people want to look that up on, on Alpha News. But enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Kim. And again, thank you. Great. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Liz. We'll take a break. You're listening to 1280 AM, The Patriot on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm Liz Collin. Dr. Gorka here, and you know me. I am very cynical about products, especially those that claim to help people suffering from pain. So when I tell you that Relief Factor truly works, I want you to know that I mean it. I suffered from a stiff lower back for almost a decade, one so painful it made it difficult to kneel in church on Sundays. When I finally decided to give Relief Factor a try, I didn't ever imagine that I would find myself free of the pain. But that's what happened. Now I take Relief Factor every day. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick start for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. 
from the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Girl, I'm a witness of your looks. You don't be giving up. And it's crazy. Welcome back. Liz Collin here filling in for Brad Carlson on the Northern Alliance Radio Network here on 1280 AM, The Patriot. My next guest really needs, needs no introduction, in my opinion. Dave, I feel like I've been talking about you basically the entire... This is the final segment, so this is building up uh, to you. But this is uh, Dave Titus, the president of MPPOA, the uh, Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association. And he is also an inspector for the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office. He's also a friend. I'm just going to go ahead and give that disclaimer. I don't know if he would actually claim that um, at all. But, But Dave, how are you? Thank you for being on. I'm very good. How are you, Liz? I'm doing very well, too. And I also like to, to say that uh, it's your wife that I like a lot more. Um, so if she wants to join us later, Steph is more, <laughs> more than welcome. It would be much more interesting, I can guarantee you. Well, that. That, that, is, that is very true. But Inspector Titus, we'll, we'll go ahead and, um, and, and tackle all this. But there is so much to talk about here, and I think they, these are questions you get all the time, and I commend you for this important work as – um, you know, you're you're fighting back against what I think a lot of people would just categorize as complete insanity uh, when it comes to what we've uh, seen, uh, you know, the, the demonization of, of law enforcement that we're all pay, paying a price for uh, across this state. And I know that, that you're kind of dedicated to this uh, recruitment uh, and re- retention issue. But for this segment, you looked into some of these numbers, and I know you see them basically on a, a daily basis um, with your work at MPPOA, but but let's talk about that. Um, you know, how how many cops are, are are we talking about? How many have we lost uh, in the state? I know you're able to to focus on uh, a few different agencies for us. Well, let's just kind of start with what the MPPOA, the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, is uh, for the listeners. Um, we are the largest and uh, loudest voice for rank and file officers across the state. We're 101 years old. Uh, we've been at this for a long time. I've been the president now. I'm on my third year. But we're 10,000 members plus, and we focus our time 
on uh, legislative uh, needs for our members to advance our profession, uh, to make our profession and our state more safe. Um, and we also monitor the largest legal defense fund uh, for our members in the state. So we're, uh, you know, we're front row yep. in the middle um, of all of this. Uh, obviously, Minneapolis, St. Paul, and almost every other department in the entire state uh, belongs to the MPPOA. Uh, their officers do, their sworn staff. And we are, you know, anywhere from Minneapolis to, you know, Golden Valley to Rochester, we're all suffering shortages of sworn personnel uh, to obviously varying degrees. Uh, Minneapolis is obviously by far the worst off, um, you know, pre go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say um, starting there makes sense because I think that's what gets the most coverage. Um, but it's sometimes it's not uh, often talked about how this has really had a, a trickle down effect to other agencies, but, but go ahead, uh, Dave, give us those, those Minneapolis numbers. Well, let's just give you that comparison then. So let's just look at Minneapolis. Pre-civil unrest, you know, they're at 880 sworn. That's 880 officers. Um, at one time, they had a high in the 900s, but at that time, they're at 880. Currently, they're at 550, and that's including the chief on down. So that's 330 officers down. Wow. Uh, that's just uh, unimaginable. And currently, right now, as of today, they have an academy of a whopping 14. So um, to put that in perspective, when I came on the job in the first part of 94, um, we had 26 in our academy and another 26 in the academy immediately following us. Uh 14's not going to get you anywhere. And I bet they struggled so, to recruit those and find those those 14. Oh, I guarantee you. Yeah. I, I can guarantee you. I, I'm sure they would They would hope for an academy of, you know, maybe two academies of, you know, maybe 40 each uh, and then uh, more at the end of the year. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it, you're not going to get there with 14 officers. And you need a lot of applicants, at, right, to even fill one or two two spots. Yeah, you know, kind of your at Ramsey County sheriff's office a good rule of thumb what we'd like to see like to see is 100 applicants for 15 sworn opens openings um and, and let's just look at us for right now uh ramsey county has roughly 250 sworn we have 15 apples apple app, excuse me openings and we had 21 applicants for the full-time sworn positions um you know, if you went back to the, you know, the late 80s, the 90s, uh, Ramsey County would have seen 300 plus applicants for 15 to 20 slots. Um, not too far back, pre-civil unrest, you probably would have at least seen 100, 150. Wow. So, yeah. And, you know, across the river in St. Paul, roughly 50 sworn down. And they're running at a contingent of about 570. They're sworn um, authorized strength is 619. So the last, when I came on, there were roughly a thousand applicants for 50 slots. And this current application process was 50, five zero. So I, I don't know how we get out of this hole anytime soon. Mm -hmm. Um, 
we obviously have some solutions that we can talk about later, but uh, it, it's going to be a while. Yeah, and you know, just just um, piggybacking off what you're saying in Minneapolis, um, you know, at Alpha News, we partner with a Crime Watch, obviously on Twitter. They were doing some reporting about 34 stolen cars in just one day alone. This happened um, last Sunday, March 5th, and then 58 total stolen cars uh, from Wednesday to to Thursday this this week. These are really unimaginable numbers. Um, but it's sort of like, hey, you don't really have, <laughs> you don't really have police uh, much anymore, and their roles have changed uh, quite quite drastically too. And, and sometimes it's frustrating for me that you know the media doesn't seem to connect the dots where they where, where they should be uh, connected. And the, these kind of numbers, in my opinion, should should be in the news every day. And talk about Golden Valley. I think that's a great example that uh, Alpha News has has done some coverage on as well. This is a, a city council that basically created a problem. And they lost a, a lot of a lot of really great officers in the process. Yeah, they're in extreme crisis mode. Their their sworn contingency, uh, as reported, was thirty one. So the chief down thirty one officers, and then they only now have twelve remaining. And what I have been told, there's only seven left to actually go out and take calls. Wow. So it, what's embarrassing to me about it, and, and God bless those cops that stay there, right? Mm-hmm. They're, they're the ones trying to make it work. But the smoke and mirrors of uh, their, you know, their, their PI, their public relations spin, when they put it and reported that they have eight non-sworn yeah. CSOs, community service officers, right? Yeah. Well, anyone in the business knows what that is. It's typically a young individual, God bless them, they're studying to be a cop. And they're working part-time or maybe full-time as they go to school to become a cop. They have no arrest authorities. They carry no gun. And they're very limited to what they can do statutorily, right? That is, that's not something you would, you would brag about right. in your, con- your contingent to fight crime. I mean, God bless them. They serve a purpose. And I'm sure they do a great job. And I'm sure they're helping out however they can. But that is not what you're going to throw up on your your uh, your roster and say they're going to help us fight crime and then they go one step further and talk about uh private investigators investigating low-level crimes well to me there's many issues that would take too long to even discuss but they have no arrest authority they better not be carrying a gun and uh you have now have a private sector investigating a crime that your citizen has called in and you know want somebody to have, you know, the, at their best ability, solve this crime. Uh, I just, it's almost unimaginable. It is. It is un- unbelievable even uh, hearing you talk about it now. Again, we are joined by uh, David Titus. He is an inspector for the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office, talking in his capacity as president of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, known as the MPPOA, uh, the largest uh, police organization association uh, in the state and and talk to uh, moving outside the metro i know you have some numbers for rochester again this is a, a statewide problem yeah so in rochester the, the vice president of the mppa named craig anderson um, he's a lieutenant down there back in 96 he tested uh for five openings and there were 550 people last year in rochester in in 2022 there were 18 applicants for 10 spots. Um, that just goes to show that no matter where you're at in the state, out state, metro, there's a statewide effect. And uh, currently, I, I believe they have academy going, but they're roughly 12 down. Um, they're doing, they're faring better than we are up here, 
Uh, but it's even a problem, you know, out state. And, and I know this is kind of a dumb question uh, here, Dave, into the, the, the why. Why is this happening? I don't think uh, many of us attached to law enforcement. It's not hard for us to rattle off a, a thousand reasons. But, but but talk about that. You know, what what are you seeing? What, what are you hearing? What are the biggest reasons? People just don't want to do this. Well, I, I, you know, since civil unrest, the reasons haven't changed. Um, and I, I do want to say that this is a very honorable job. I believe in this job. Uh, every cop that I know that I've ever worked with believes in the job. And they go out in good faith every day. And keep in mind, while, you know, everyone is sleeping in the middle of the night, there are officers in your community, you know, making sure that that you're safe, your family's safe. It's a very honorable job. Well, we got vilified to the greatest degree that's ever existed. Mm-hmm. Um, man, obviously, Liz, you've lived it. You know it as well as everyone else, uh, or more so. Uh, the rhetoric caused extreme stress, uh, st- extreme stress for uh, the officers, uh, for their families, their children who had to hear about it going to school, um, their spouses, their significant others. Um, the pressure of, you know, maybe your spouse saying, I, I don't want to see you going to prison for a mistake, right. a good faith mistake. Right. Um, the liabilities of criminal prosecution are real. Our, our members have, you know, expressed that. Uh, they believe that there are those uh, county attorneys and, and uh, attorney general that, you know, some believe that, you know, they got a target on their back um, over zealous prosecution. So we have people leaving earlier than normal uh, for different professions altogether or retiring at the age of where you're first eligible at 50 instead of, you know, sticking around till 55. So we have this mass exodus of people going because of the climate. And we also have the problem of when I was hired, we're at the 30-year mark, and we were hired with massive classes. Uh, of law enforcement. And so that natural attrition of us going off into retirement age is there, along with the climate and the crisis of everyone leaving early, has left this massive void. Mm-hmm. And I want to talk more about that massive void. I know you have some post-board license uh, test-taking numbers to pass along. If you can hang on after the break, Dave, is that okay? So that is fine. Okay, we'll uh, we'll talk more about this important conversation and also the the solutions. I know you guys are are doing a lot of work, uh, including uh, at the Capitol, to turn things around. Again, you're listening to 12:80 a.m. The Patriot on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Don't you know I've come a long, long way? I've been longing to see her when she's around. She takes my. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Immaculate Conception School is now accepting enrollment applications for fall 2023. Financial aid and scholarship funding still available. Schedule a tour today. Learn why Immaculate Conception School is your child's firm foundation. Search Immaculate Conception School. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. 
Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-626-5252. That's 800-626-5252. 800-626-5252. There are storms in Minnesota every year. Who can you trust to protect your biggest investment? I'm Alex Escoto from Estate Claim Services. We're not a storm-chasing company. We're local, and many Twin Cities homeowners just like you have placed their confidence in us to repair their homes. At Estate Claim Services, we will cover you and your full project. If there's damage to siding, windows, gutters, downspouts, and obviously the roof or other structures around your property, when you work with us, you can be assured that we're going to treat your home just like ours. Estate Claim Services is going to take extra care and extra time to make sure you're satisfied. We're experts at handling the insurance details to make sure your home gets back to pre-storm condition. Check us out online at estateclaimservices.com or give us a call at 651-309-1114. You can trust locally owned estate claim services. Customers call them the honest roofers. Alex and his crew will be around long after your work is done. Search for estate claim services online today. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted each year, leading to injuries and death. They know that if someone doesn't lawfully comply or resists, force may have to be used to obtain compliance. Nobody likes it, especially police. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Don't argue, resist, or flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now. Complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. Learn more at nationalpolice.org. Welcome back. Liz Collin here filling in on 1280 AM. The Patriot for Mr. Brad Carlson on the Northern Alliance radio network. That PSA, Dave, I think was was perfectly planned. I have uh, Dave Titus uh, on on the phone with me. He is the president of MPPOA and an inspector at the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office. But but yeah, how about that? I think an important message uh, to push. You know, it's funny that we have to tell people uh, don't try to disarm a police officer. Crazy. This, this is the world we live in. And, and let's get yeah. to that, those post-board uh, license numbers. Uh, Dave, what did you find? Yeah, just really quickly, and I, I want to make sure that we have time to, to talk about the solution. So, um, you know, in, in this last year, in 2022, um, we had 791 um, students uh, eligible to take the post-test, take it, 641 passed. And by the way, you can find these stats right on the new uh, Minnesota Post Board website. It's a very good website for statistics. So in 17, right, you know, obviously before uh, the civil unrest, we had 966. Doesn't seem like a huge difference, right? A couple hundred. Yep. 817 pass. Well, we all know that the trends are starting to go that way, even before civil unrest. So you go back to 15, and we had 12,061 take the test. Um, and in 11, you know, we had 11,000, or excuse me, 1,146. Um, I might have misspoke. Did I say at 15, 1,261 1, took yep. the test? There you go. Right. So, uh, 
you know, it, it obviously has declined. Uh, we have fewer people uh, jumping in uh, to replace um, those that are retiring, those that are leaving. Yeah, near, nearly half. You can just, just see the numbers right there. I do want to focus on that yeah. solutions because you guys are, are doing, uh, you know, as much as you can do, and this is your, your daily work. But, but let's talk about that um, with, with what you are doing to, to turn this around, Dave. So the MPPA, um, with our lobbyists and executive director, Brian Peters, have been going, you know, door to door with leadership and other key representatives and senators in the states, uh, and including in D.C. with our delegation. And everyone wants to know, how do we improve this? How do we get out of it? And the first thing we always say, it's the rhetoric, right? We have to stop the rhetoric. Um, If we see something that doesn't, you know, we, we don't like a use of force on camera, you know, we have to be careful how we approach it. Uh, we can't automatically uh, find that officer guilty, and we can't automatically find our profession across the board guilty for a single officer's actions. Um, that's the first thing. Incentives. Uh, this is key legislatively in the state. We need to find ways to keep cops at least to the age of 55. And then if we're lucky, we find incentives, legislative incentives, to keep those cops all the way till 56, possibly 57. We need to keep them around yep. to get them to help get us past this crisis that we're in. Secondarily, the recruitment part is great, but pathways without a job, in my opinion, won't work. We need to be able to employ individuals with a degree, either a two or four year degree, put them through a hyper program get them through our skills and our post board, um, you know, uh, classes within six to eight months, get a hyper program to take an existing degree, a great candidate who has life experience and throw them into the profession. It's exactly what I did, but I didn't get paid to do it. I had to quit my job and go off. I had my four year degree from U of M in political science, went up the hibbing, did my skills and then got hired. But that was, that was a hardship, right? We need to figure out a way to get good candidates employed with a sheriff's department um, uh, or a police department and get them through those the skills and the post board required classes as quickly as possible. Tuition reimbursements, in my opinion, will not capture the numbers we need. You're not going to tell me that somebody's going to say, oh, you'll pay me back for my schooling, so I'm going to go become a cop. I don't think it's going to work. And then hiring bonuses, um, very limited success. What it does is it convinces a cop to leave Olmstead County and go get hired at Rochester. You know, that's it's, what you're seeing those lateral. lateral hires. Yeah, that right. That, All it is is stealing from one and hiring them at another. It, it it'll help that department, but they're going to lose as many as they're going to gain through the lateral process. We we did have a call too, Dave. You know, the lack of of candidates. How does that hurt the quality? Um, of the candidates. So I think some of these recruitment pathways you're talking about have to have to be so important. And obviously that's a concern for MPPOA as well. Yeah, we cannot, we cannot lower standards. We cannot go to uh, a system of lowering standards, lowering the educational um, um, requirements. Uh, If we go that route, we will be suffering in 10, 15, 20 years with uh, extremely low quality candidates uh, or police officers at that point. We cannot lower standards. And heck, let's get those SROs back in back in school. That could be a whole nother, another segment, but <laughs> I, I'm guessing yeah. you probably agree with that. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, I tell you, um, that was 
probably the single biggest unsafe, short-sighted mistake that the St. Paul School Board has ever made. Um, you spoke to Mark Ross, very good friend of mine, mm-hmm. um, and I, I tell you what, he knew all the players in Como High School. Uh, Mark was a Como kid, um, a Hamlin grad, a St. Paul guy. He knew everybody, and everybody knew him. If there was going to be trouble, uh, he knew about it most of the time before it happened, and that's what they're lacking now. And they are regretting it. We'll see if they really have uh, what it takes to stand up and say, you know what, we're wrong, we're going to go at this, and we're going to correct it, we're going to do it right. And you're right, though. That's why cutting off that rhetoric, having those conversations is so important. It just doesn't have to be this way. They don't have to fan the flames. Yeah. Right. Well, well, thank you, uh, Dave Titus, uh, again, president of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association, MPPOA. Thank you so much for, for your important work and for being my guest today. Well, you say hello to the family and uh, take care. I, I will do that. You do as well. Tell Steph hello. Uh, we'll get her on. We'll get her on next time. Thank you, Dave, very much. All right. Bye. Well, hey, these uh, two hours have certainly flown by with you, folks. Thanks so much for listening in. As I sort of muddled my way through, I learned a lot figuring out this this break thing. I do want to thank uh, producer Spencer for his patience <laughs> dealing with all of this uh, today, and all of my wonderful guests uh, who who took the time to to join me. And and for everyone listening, uh, and for those of you, orangutans, they're beautiful playful and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. It's game day at Jim's house, and the spread is impressive. Mike's already done some damage with the hot wings, and now he's dropping back and going deep for another slice of pizza. I sure hope he brought the Pepto. Mike knows the Pepto-Bismol provides fast, five-symptom relief from unexpected stomach upsets. He's no rookie. (laughs) The way he's throwing back those nachos, he's the GOAT. Be ready for game day with Pepto-Bismol. When you have nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea. Use as directed, keep out of reach of children. Did you know you were kicking in your mommy's tummy before you were born? We were? Yep. I just learned at school that babies move and kick before they're even born. No No wonder we're so good at soccer. That's right, kids. A pre-born baby is moving about and even kicking just 14 weeks from conception. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of information and alternatives to abortion, or you'd like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America... Please call 1-800-366-7773, 1-800-366-7773, or visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. 
And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 1280 The Patriot.